<sighs> and we're back, ladies and gentlemen. So yesterday I posted a video talking about the situation with Julian Ortega and Ikla, where he posted a lot of personal experience with Ikla and a lot of it being negative personal experience. And I said in that video that if there were any updates or Ikla made any kind of statement, I would keep you guys updated. So this is that update because Ikla has posted a statement and it's on their Instagram page. It is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight pages long of nothing but text. The comments are disabled, but it's got 1,100 likes on it. So I'm curious. I haven't read all of it. I read a little bit, but I was kind of busy at the same time. So I really didn't get a chance to dive in. And I honestly haven't even like considered what it might mean or anything like that. So that is what this is for. We're going to read through this whole statement give thoughts and first impressions on it as it happens and i realize that this is like a weird thing for someone like me who has no involvement in this situation to do but i feel like at a place where i'm at where i'm building something with this youtube channel that i could potentially have some kind of influence in like people's thoughts and how they might perceive something like this and I try to present things in a way that you look at both sides of something that's why in the video i talking about Julian's situation originally yesterday, I said like there's always three sides to every story and I feel like if I present this in a professional and like unbiased way, it could help people think their way through it and maybe not jump to conclusions or, you know, out or hate one side or the other, maybe come to an understanding. I don't know, kind of rambling at this point. So let's get into this. This is before we start this, we want to acknowledge the hard work Julian has put into his Eclat videos over the years. We appreciate that. <clears throat> However, the following statement is not just ourselves wanting to stick up for a company that we work for, but instead just to tell a side of the story that needs to be told. Very important. In any normal situation where a bike rider would either leave a brand or be let go, then from a brand's point of view, we would say, very little regarding the details. This is because certain things remain personal and there's a level of professionalism in business. You don't air your dirty washing in public, basically, to an extent, but we don't know their side, so we can't really say anything yet. The internet is a very unforgiving place. If you are an influencer or have many followers, then you can say pretty much anything and those followers you have will believe every word you say. Come, Some call it fake news, but however you wrap it up, it's just a toxic and brutal environment that turns out reactions based on one's personal opinion. That brings us to the latest Instagram post from Julian Ortega that states everything he is angry about, yet nothing really about the actual truth of the matter. So basically what they're saying is that Julian's lying. Before we go into specifics, it's important that we state how this is not a personal attack on Julian. It's just that there are some blanks that need to be filled in. And if don't speak and if don't speak up, then everything you read from his post becomes the only truth available, which is exactly the importance of transparency and why airing dirty washing, depending upon the situation, can be a good thing if both sides give their story so that people have informed like knowledge on situations and where they choose to spend their money moving forward in the form of buying bike parts. Because at the end of the day, this is about the business of BMX parts and selling parts, I guess. 
So it says, before we talk about what Julian said, maybe it's important for just a minute to think about the whole putting a rider on a brand thing and what it means to you, the reader. Do you think, do you just think a BMX brand like Eclat is sat there in a dark office, stroking their chins, counting stacks of money and asking questions like, but will this person bring us sales? Or do you think that maybe that's not the truth and instead is a bunch of BMX riders saying things like, this kid is sick, we should hook him up. If you can't work it out, then I'll just simply say it's the latter. And what I'll say in response to that is that it should be both. If you're going to have a successful business, you should think about whether or not someone's going to bring you sales and also whether or not they're sick and if you think that they should be hooked up. Just saying, it's got to be all sides because you're trying to run a business here. And at the end of the day, you're helping people ride their bikes and enjoy their lives by riding their bikes. But you got to help yourself to stay in business at the same time. Is it also worth asking the question, why are we a BMX brand? What got us to this point? It's quite simple. We love BMX and wanted to make better parts, do trips, be creative, explore the world, make videos, and have fun. So when we read posts like this one and read the comments, we wonder if people really think this brand is Amazon or Apple. Nobody thinks that. I wonder how we got to this point at all. How the public's perceptions are so warped. Honestly, if you want to be a billionaire, then don't start a BMX brand. So clearly this is an emotional post at this point. In the time we have spent handling team riders, we really hope that we have managed to give huge opportunities to riders who maybe would have maybe never gotten them or even just helped raise their profile and exposure. Some riders may have only been with us for a few months or less than a year before they moved on. But the question remains, did we do something wrong? We are trying to stand back in these situations and ask if that's the case because at the end of the day, we are a bike brand who are paying riders to represent and work for our brand. Exactly. But will this person bring us sales? You're saying both things at the same time. And I'm not trying to be super critical here. We need to see what they say and if they present this in a way where they're not attacking Julian for what he said and just trying to give their side of the story because that's what they're saying they're doing here. We have read all the comments on Julian's post and it's quite eye-opening to read so many pro riders we really admire talk so badly about us without even a sniff at the other side of the story or even a hard facts to back anything up. Certain riders who used to ride for us saying how they had a horrible time while sponsored by us then when we recheck the private messages from them we read things like thank you for the last three years and everything you have done for me we won't name these people but talk about being two-faced it's a real bummer and that is a bullshit statement because the reason people say thank you for the last three years and everything you have done for me is because of the environment that exists in sponsorship in bmx because they feel like they i'm not saying anything for anyone but a very good reason that that will happen is because people feel like they have to be on good terms with a company or they might not get any future opportunities because we've all heard company owners and people who work at companies say how tight-knit BMX is and how how many people talk to each other in these processes of making decisions about riders riding for companies so that is just BS entirely because yes they feel that people probably feel like they should say thank you and be, you know, a decent person and thank you for everything that you've done. But at the same time, it's not being two-faced by just trying to keep a good word with a company that you rode for whenever you're leaving for them or leaving them. That's just 
not okay. Should we be saying this publicly? Well, it's not a problem for Julian Ortega to say it. And what he has said is a very one-sided story, so we might as well lay it all out for you to dissect, share, reshare, do whatever you want, as long as you have both sides of the story. And that is exactly what I wanted here. So it says here, first of all, Julian goes to say his entire experience on Flow was rough. We think we speak for a lot of brands out there when we say that being on Flow is an opportunity and a stepping stone to a better place in your riding career. You get parts for free. You didn't get that before, and if you are lucky, you can go on a trip or two. This varies, though, from brand to brand. In this instance, we sent Julian away to New York City to film for one of his video parts while on flow. He didn't mention this, more alluding to the fact that we didn't send him anywhere. Also, we paid the filmers for each of his edits that he filmed around his hometown. We didn't force him to go anywhere or do anything like that. Should we have done more? Did we miss something? Okay. He goes on to say, always being asked to send over content. Is that really an issue? I mean, as a flow rider, if you send content to us, we share it on our channel and it helps grow you as a rider. Yes, of course, it helps us to sell product. We're not asking the world of you. Just give a little back. They made me drive to LA to pick up some used Churchill wheels Actually, the situation was that we didn't have stock available from our U.S. distributor, and when a rider needs parts, we try to get it as best we can. No, we didn't make you go to L.A. We said, we have some wheels at a shop in L.A. We know it's not perfect, but if you can drive from Huntington Beach to L.A., then you can be riding, and then we can figure something else out later. Again, is this a big issue? Should we be shamed online for action like this, or did we just try to help? So this is one situation where I it is understandable because companies might not have a stock of a product that happens it happens a lot more in the past couple years than it had in years before that because of the situation of the world and if they know that there's something available and they're just trying to help you ride on something it's different than if they uh, have product available and say no you can go get these wheels from somebody that are used and ride them we aren't going to send you brand new product so this one yes it is understandable here and there's a definitely reasonable explanation for that on not getting the right parts often if a product isn't in stock then we would grab something else it's not ideal but it's better than not getting anything of course the communication would be that we are still trying to locate the original part Obviously, getting a sunshine anodized orange stem or whatever he said is not great, but we didn't send it to piss you off. It was more a gesture of goodwill because we didn't have the product available. As any business owner will tell you, it's not always easy, and it's a fair to point out that Julian came on board as a paid pro in a post-pandemic world, which saw many struggles for all bike brands and a massive strain on inventory. Ask any bike shop, distro, or bike brand owner. So this is an understandable explanation as well for sure for the same reasons that i just stated before and what i would say in julian's side of things is is if if this is the only thing that ever happened then i would say yes it is understandable that it could be a negative thing to bring up in this situation but we don't know that I said, if you can get me somewhere, I'll film something. Yes, and we asked if you would go to California, and you said no because you had been there too much. You didn't mention that, and that you didn't want to film there. So for the record, we offered to send you places to film. You also said no to Arizona. 
We are a European brand. It's not that easy to just organize things from over here when we don't have a US team manager. We think the same could be told for Sunday as a brand example. If they wanted to work with a European rider, it's not so simple. Yes, this sounds petty, but we must explain our side of the story here. We also had an ongoing we also had ongoing discussions about other trips and ideas. They didn't come to fruition, and that's exactly how it is, sadly. Sometimes they don't, and sometimes they do. Another thing, understandable perspective here, when you're in the Europe, when you're in the Europe, when you're in Europe and the rider is in the US, of course it can be difficult. The internet does exist, but time zone differences and these things, it can make it more difficult to organize something. So once again, this is an understandable perspective and a reason why it's important to get both sides of a situation. I kept explaining that I've been slammed with Sunday and burn slow and we were okay with it, but also it's worth noting that Julian refused to take part in product videos like other riders had done. And when we just wanted him to share a new product to his Instagram story, he just wouldn't do it and did not respond to just say, hey, I don't want to to post it. However, the following day he would share his Sunday complete bike video on his stories. Yes, this sounds petty. Yes, we know. Okay, another thing that is from their side. Can't verify either way, but I'm assuming that they're trying to tell the truth here. Okay, understandable once again. So this brings us to the signature grip situation, and this is like the biggest situation here for sure. So if you were not aware, in Julian's post, he talked about how he was working on a signature grip with Eclat, and he had gone over designs with them that he drew up when he was 15 years old, and this many years later, he's going to them with these designs and the opportunity to have a signature grip with them, and that he said he was ghosted by the designer, and then after the fact saw that they came out and posted about these grips with his design and not mentioning him at all. So it says here, so we are going to be clear and honest here just because this deserves a clear and honest answer. Julian wanted to do a signature grip and he sent his design to us. And our designer, who was a freelancer and not in the office, worked on the grip idea based off Julian's drawings. After some months, he designed Julian's grip and Julian didn't like it, which is fine. This is a procedure. We don't expect a rider to always be into the product that we design. After that point, the project went quiet. For what reasons, we don't know. As they often can, but as they often can, when you have a lot of ongoing products slash projects, sometimes they just fade away. We admit this would have been frustrating for Julian. We take the blame here. Our designer didn't reply to Julian. We hold our hands up. Then the Octa Grip is released and Julian tells us it's the same as his drawing. We, team management, had never seen the original designs, so we check. And we agree. It is very similar. We were mad, honestly. And Julian knows this because we got right in touch with him. So what did we do? What did Eclat try to do and rectify this? We started by apologizing. Then we followed up by offering Julian royalties on the Octa Grip, something he didn't mention. Because we felt that it was fair and the right thing to do. Julian declined the royalties. During our communication, his reaction was, shit happens, this was his text message, and he was okay to move forward with different ideas for new signature product. At that point, we felt like things had been smoothed out. I guess we were wrong. 
All of this was left out of his Instagram post, making Cloud look like a bunch of thieves. We made a mistake and we attempted to rectify it beneficially for Julian. We feel like Julian manipulated this information on his Instagram post to make it look a lot worse. So here's what you do as a company and why BMX should have more transparency. You say what happened to people so that if this information releases and people find out about it, which they inevitably will, they know about it ahead of time because you got ahead of it and you mentioned what situation happened. This is why transparency, at least more transparency in BMX can be so important and so useful in situations like this to where Julian wouldn't have to, maybe, I don't know. I don't know, this is a tough one. This is a really tough situation and you're admitting that it was done this way and, and obviously things got, things happened in a way that is unfortunate in the situation. But at the same time, as a company, how can you release information on a product when you had no clear answer from the rider who originally designed the product on like, yes, I'm okay with this moving forward. Obviously you can't just like abandon things, but you could at least like have a for sure like this, I'm okay with things moving forward before putting information out there. It says, and he was okay to move forward with different ideas for a new signature product. Well, maybe include what he said about that in your statement too, instead of just the shit happens, this was his text message part. It's, it's a little bit weird. And I feel like there's probably more to this story that we don't and haven't heard yet. And we're already 17 minutes into this one. But if you guys were so mad and you really felt like things were okay, based on what Julian said, then it's an unfortunate situation. But <clears throat> if the information came out and Julian, one, didn't say anything after it was posted, then it's just a lack of communication in an unfortunate situation. But it's, that's why it's important to have statements like this and be transparent in the end so that everybody knows exactly what happened. And that you have both sides of the story out there. That's why this post is so important. And there's probably more to this, but I'm reading all of this right now and we're six slides in. So sorry if my thoughts aren't fully formed at the moment. He goes on. So now I'm on a trip filming for a company that just stole my idea for a signature part. We may be wrong here, but you are on a burn slow trip at this moment. This sounds like you are on a claw trip. We have just let you go from the brand while on a trip. Incorrect. Worth noting before people make, bef worth noting people before making comments. Yes, I did perceive it like it could be that way. So this is an important clarification. And they didn't care. Yes, we did care. That's why we admitted we made a stake and offered to pay you royalties on the grip. The next part really hurts us. It's a brand that's been taking advantage of riders for years now. Come on, we just asked for some content. Send us something. Tag us on the gram occasionally. Share prog posts. Send us a bike check. We asked Julian in June if he was okay with everything before we arranged new contracts, and he said yes. His recent post seems to say otherwise. How do we end this? First of all, we hope you all realize how this is the most honest and forthright we have been as a brand. Hold on a second. 
How do we end this? First of all, we hope you all realize how this is the most honest and forthright we have been as a brand and how this is a big deal to write this. So are you guys admitting that you're not always honest and forthright in saying that? That's not a good look, especially when there's situations where ideas and other things for parts have felt like they've been, you know, somewhat ripped off by companies under the We Make Things brand that other companies have already done. Next up, and people who feel like they've been slighted as well. Like, it's not a good look to basically admit that you're not always honest, or not always this honest and forthright. Also, we want to say that it's not great when you are dropped by a brand. It's shit, but that doesn't mean to say <clears throat> that it can't and doesn't happen in the industry. It doesn't mean that you the writer has the right to describe the whole situation from your point of view and not value the brand for what they did at all. You went on social media and you wrote a half-truth. How is this any different from fake news you see online every day? You are telling people something that isn't true. That's a fact. And that is why transparency in things is so important. Julian put out his side. You guys are putting out your side. And now everybody gets to see both and make their decisions and judgments based on seeing both <clears throat> rather than ever just having one side or hearing nothing at all. And that was the important key from my original video is that people need information about companies and riders and all of these things to make sound decisions. If everything is just always made to be, oh, fine and dandy or bad things happen and people don't know about it when they probably should, then there's decisions being made and companies being supported that might be able to just get away with treating people a certain way. And I'm not saying that Eclaws treating people a certain way. All I'm saying is if it's allowed to happen and shoved under the rug, then it just continues to happen. Every single person who commented on that post and wrote things like, yeah, Jules, you tell them, knows only one side of the story. How's that fair? It's not, and it's kind of effed up. That's why we had to write this. We are sorry, but it's hard not to be annoyed when the truth of the matter is hidden by, ex by huge exaggerations. We wish Julian all the best. He's one of the best riders out there, and we're sorry to have parted ways with him. So, with this post, they're talking about trying to tell their side of the story after Julian tells his side of the story. And I'll have to think about it to see how I feel about all of this. I mean, there's certainly parts of this post that are understandable perspectives and understandable clarifications and important clarifications like the uh, being dropped while on a trip thing, clarifying that it wasn't in a claw trip that he was dropped that he while being on. The whole being a European brand and a US rider, things like that are understandable. But the whole grip thing just sounds like a crazy situation that it would have been better to have been transparent about up front rather than assuming you don't even have to be transparent about it but just assuming that people were okay to move forward with different ideas for something new and putting out a part that was based on someone else's ideas like I feel like it's a lack of communication here and that's what's led to this and a lack of transparency can lead to situations like this and I can only hope that riders will be more transparent moving forward and just talk about the way things really are in situations where it's justified and understandable. As I said yesterday, if you're sharing something 
dogging a brand because they didn't just post a clip that you sent them or they didn't like your idea for something it's totally different than posting about a crazy long situation that's been drawn out and potentially having a grip idea signature part idea like effectively stolen from you it it's a it's important to make those distinctions and to talk about these things and after this grip thing i don't know how i feel about it i'm curious how other people feel about it leave it in the comments because at this rate we have a lot more information that we did than we did and that's important so with that being said i feel that it looks like there's some understandable situations here but on both sides understandable for julian to be frustrated and sometimes whenever situations like this happen you make a you make a post because you're feeling a certain way and you want people to not have to go through things I, you can understand it from julian's point of view you can also understand it from Eklaw's point of view so in the end does this matter absolutely i hope this is a learning example and that we can be better moving forward from this hopefully if a situation like this occurs again for any kind of company they make steps to be like okay julian are you 100 percent okay with us releasing this grip and not just assuming that because he's okay to move forward with different ideas that he's okay with the previous idea that he doesn't want royalties for being moved forward with as well and i'm not saying that if he's not you should just waste money for the molds but how how did it get that's the important question here that i've been meaning to ask and i just got to mentally how did it get to the point where it was a physical grip ready to promote and sell without julian being involved or without there being some sort of final okay like it says here it says the octagrip is released and julian tells us it's the same as his drawing we had never seen the original design so we checked so like how does it get to the point they say that it was a freelance designer it's crazy to think that it could get from being designed submitted for a mold and go through approval and all those things and samples and all of that and nobody has any idea that it was julian's original idea because it was a freelance designer who did it like that is a wild thing to think of and i would i would hope that in the future this just kind of helps with the way things are navigated and i'm not going to ramble anymore so leave your guys's thoughts in the comments i'll have more thoughts if more stuff is said and comes out and julian if you see this and want to talk about it on one of these let me know i sent you a message on instagram people at a clock dave Dave Pats, if you want to do one of these and talk about this, let me know. Because, yeah, certain things are personal and shouldn't be talked about. But at this point, it's public out there. And I feel like it can only help BMX in the future and people and their decision-making processes to talk about this and have it be a learning example moving forward. So with that being said, thanks for tuning in. And uh, there's a subscribe button down below so you guys can tune in for... The next video that I make, which will be either tomorrow or whenever, later today, I don't know what's happening at this point. There's so many videos coming out. Thanks for watching. We'll see you in the next one.